Hello, and welcome to The Artist Pivot, a weekly conversation with artists about their current pivot, past pivots, and every pivot in between. I am your host, Ayana Major Bay, an actress who wants to educate, empower, and celebrate artists so they have no option but to thrive. On this episode, I am joined by entertainer Brian Davis. He is an Apollo Talent Search winner, Philadelphia Tap Idol, and substitute executioner for the Apollo Theater's historic amateur night competition. Brian began as a street performer with a dream, but with the support of his mother, Angela Davis, Brian earned the money he needed with nothing but a board, a bucket, and secondhand tap shoes. Tap dancing helped pay his way through college at the University of the Arts in Philadelphia, where he won the award for outstanding performance in tap dancing. He went on to New York City to star in Rhythm Is Our Business, and the inaugural cast of Broadway's After Midnight on the Norwegian Escape. Brian is now the proud owner of the Taptastic Network, LLC. We discuss how pivoting has been and will always be Brian's favorite word and action, how there is no time like the present, and how important it is to share your light with the world. Here's our conversation. Hey, everybody. So, I'm so excited to say that joining me today is my friend, ooh, someone I lovingly call Brother Brian Davis. Hey, 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 Ayana Bay, Ayana Nana Bay, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> hey, how are you? I am doing well because that greeting just made me smile. I'm doing <laughs> quite well, Brian. <laughs> That's what I do, baby. That's what I do. That is what you do. <laughs> yes, Brian, yes. Oh, yes. So, first of all, thank you for joining me today. I know you are busy, so I just want to say thank you for carving out a little time in your day to join me. Oh, absolutely. It is a joy. It is a pleasure. It is an honor. I am honored that you asked me to be on the podcast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, of course. And so, as it so happens to be, I haven't been asking people, how are you? I have been asking these two separate questions to kind of get a little bit more insight of your day. And so what I want to start with is, number one, how is your soul feeling today? And then number two, what are your hydration levels like? Like, have you had enough water today? (laughs) Well, I know that I have not had enough water today. Um, I need to, I usually have a gallon of water with me that I take everywhere and I need to re-up on my water. So thank you for reminding me. (laughs) And (laughs) as far as my soul and spirit, I feel quite relaxed. Um, It seems like there's like a lot of things going on right now in my life, Mm -hmm. but in this particular moment, I feel calm. I feel collected. Maybe because I slept until about 10 or 11 Mm -hmm, Uh, mm o'clock. But yeah, I feel pretty good. Good. Yes. Thank you for that. Mm. So let's, oh, where do I begin? Where do I begin? Okay. So y'all, Brian and I did a little show called After Midnight Mm -hmm. um, together. Just a little thing. Just Just a little little thing. Just, you know, just a little little something. (laughs) A little something. something. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah. Yes. And and you know, I had the absolute pleasure of performing with this talented young man. It was my pleasure as well cuz you 
tore that song up. You worked it out. <laughs> Thank you, you better be wise, okay? <laughs> Women be wise. <laughs> Still Man, one of my favorite songs. <laughs> Ayana, I know you're interviewing me, but let me just tell y'all that are listening. <laughs> This woman tore that song up. She didn't only work that stage, she worked that voice down and up the octave and just, wow, wow. A very powerful presence and a very powerful voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But that's how we met, y'all. And so I had the privilege of witnessing his show. So, you know, not only doing our show after midnight, Mm -hmm. but then he was doing his own cabaret on the ship. (laughs) I had to do a hair flip for you, Brian. Um, <laughs> which, okay? You had your own yeah, cabaret yeah, on the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and called Taptastic, y'all. Yeah. Um, and he was one of our tap brothers. Just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So uh, what I want to do is just let's talk a little bit about what your life was like before the pandemic. And then we're going to get into, you know, how you've changed and pivoted. And, you know, I know you told me earlier you looked at different ways of working on your purpose and implementing your purpose mm-hmm. now that the pandemic has kind of hit us. So we'll get to that. But just give me give me a little snippet of what your life was like before the pandemic. All right. Well, before the pandemic, I was doing a lot of different things. I had started Taptastic, but I was also working for a lot of other people. I was doing musical reviews shows with the Shadows of the 60s, with Ron McFadden's Drifters, with the T-Tones. These are all different um, groups that sing R&B and um, they do things from the 50s and 60s and beyond. Um, I was doing arts and education shows with the Okra Dance Company going into different schools. Mm-hmm. And I had also um, signed a two-year contract with um, Backer Entertainment to produce Taptastic as a musical review to take down to Florida. Mm-hmm. So um, you had mentioned that we had done Taptastic on the ship. Well, as I continued with different contracts, I continued to do the show. And uh, one of my last contracts, I was able to have some agents come on the ship Mm -hmm. and they invited me to a showcase down in Boca Raton, Florida. So through that, we did that showcase and we got a few bookings um, for 2020 Mm -hmm. and uh, 2021. So I was kind of all over the place in a way. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I had a sense of direction because my show was picking up. I had also done the show at the Metropolitan Room, which is now closed, twice at the Tank Theater. And um, I had done a Christmas version of Taptastic at Swing 46, the historical jazz club in Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And we were getting ready to do the dinner show as well as a tap jam that would have ran every other week on okay. Sundays in honor of um Buster Brown, who used to run those tap jams. Mm-hmm. So that was all happening around March 20, 20th of 2020. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of when everything hit. 
Yeah. And um, it took me a while, actually, to digest that things were going to change forever. Mm-hmm. And um, before this, I had geared my career specifically toward live performance. And mm-hmm. it could have been any different type of show, um, depending on the requirements of the venue, whether it be in a school for for different ages and different grades or a musical review or a cabaret or a musical. Um, it was going to be a live show. Mm-hmm. I had only live streamed once um, a while ago, and I just figured, well, that's not for me. I'm mm-hmm. a live entertainer. I perform live for a live audience, and that's what I do. And I took a lot of pride in that, in that mm-hmm. aspect. Um, so about a month into the pandemic, I realized I was going to have to cancel my shows. Um, we got word from Boca Raton that our show was going to be moved to... Um, 2022, the musical review show that we were going to do. And Mm. it was kind of a bummer for me because I looked at that as a certain validation Mm -hmm. of my work Mm -hmm. that somebody would want to travel my show. That was what I had been waiting for. And I just knew that once I performed this musical review that I could take my own show onto cruise ships. I could be a guest artist. I could do all of these different things. Mm-hmm. And when that was pushed back, it was it was kind of a bummer. It was kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, and so I took a month, two months, maybe three, <laughs> where... I didn't do a damn thing. Mm-hmm. I really um, sat with friends. We had barbecues where I live. It's a family home. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll tell you straight up, I went from a 32 to a 36. <laughs> <laughs> you was eating good. <laughs> I was eating real good. I was eating and drinking. I, I, I usually am on the... Um, a, I call it an eating plan mm-hmm. because I don't really call it a diet because it's not really that strict. Right. But it's an eating plan to know how to manage my weight in a certain way because mm-hmm. I paid for all those costumes that Hello. I had to fit in. Okay. But I let all of that go. <laughs> yes. And for those first few months, I'll be quite honest, I was very happy. Mm-hmm. I... um. It was like a vacation, the vacation that I actually needed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a moment of reflection. It helped me to narrow down what I found important in my life. Mm. And it helped me to sort of figure out what was it that I can do, right? Right. right. And so this is the moment of what you call the pivot, mm-hmm. right? The right. pivot. Yes. Uh, and pivot is something that I have preached about on my show because I call it preacher. You know, they call me Brother Brian. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I spread a certain type of ministry and ministry for everybody when I get on the stage. Mm-hmm. 
So I have been talking about a pivot for a long time, preaching to folks about a pivot. Mm-hmm. And now I come to a point in my life where I actually have to put that pivot in motion yet again. Hmm. Because a pivot for me, I thought, oh, it's something that happened in the past and I had made my pivot and mm. now I'm on my way. No. Right. I learned real quick that a pivot is something that happens constantly and it's something that you do as a way of life, as a way of survival mm-hmm. and as a way of keeping your peace of mind and sanity. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I started to do was um, on that Easter Sunday, that first Easter, I went mm-hmm. on top of the balcony and I went back to my roots. I got my plywood board mm-hmm. and one of the places, there's two places where I first started to dance. Uh, when I started to get good, we started to dance on the street corner. Okay. okay. And uh, my mom and I used that platform in order to raise money for my tap dancing lessons and my tap dancing trips. Mm-hmm. We also danced in church. We were we were members of a little storefront church called House of Holiness, it's a Pentecostal church. And they used to take the tables, mm-hmm. flatten that table out, and I would dance on that table and they would give me an offering. Mm-hmm. So I went to my balcony and I wasn't even looking for an offering. I turned on the Facebook Live and I did what was called a Soul Sunday where I All put right. the soles of my feet to that board And I just danced and sang to a lot of gospel songs. And people in my neighborhood started opening up their windows. Mm. And we just had a live concert. And it brought me right back to my spiritual foundation and to the foundation of what I do. It reminded me it's not about big productions. Mm -hmm. It's about the message. And it's about sharing the light that I have on the inside, mm-hmm. that it may touch other people as it is blessing me in order to be able to perform. When I sing, when I dance, when I do these things, I feel a blessing. I feel a movement happen inside of me that reaches mm-hmm. out and shines. Mm-hmm. And then other people feel that and they pass that love and that joy as well. So that was the beginning, mm-hmm. the very beginning of my new pivot. Right. Right. Ooh, come on, Ryan. Hey. Hey now. <laughs> hey now. Preach it out here. Okay. I love it. So with that, let's let's dive into your new pivot. You were able to like, okay, like you said, let me go back to my roots. It's not about a big production. This is about sharing what's in my soul and sharing that through the soles of your feet, you know, like you as a tap, like I remember watching you as a tap dancer. There is something in you that just lights up when you tap. And that mm. is, you know. Thank you. You're welcome. That is something you are meant to do. So let's talk about, you know, your new pivot now with you, you know, live streaming. And also, I know you have a new, uh, your latest project is called Tap House, which is yeah. an online dance studio that works with your schedule. So I know you're actually doing multiple pivots right now, but yeah. with tap, with the thing that like feeds your soul. So let's break that down for me. Okay. So, um, I had to start somewhere. And what happened was a friend of mine who was in Hamilton, Mm -hmm. uh, as you know, the Broadway show's closed. Mm -hmm. And he asked me to start up a business with him. And 
it was one of those businesses. I don't, I think it was Amway. Mm-hmm. It was, and I don't knock anybody that does Amway, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I went and I, I listened to the seminars that they had. And in a nutshell, I realized that what I was doing for Amway, I could be doing for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, either way, whichever way that I go when it comes to learning about business, not just business etiquette, but structuring a business, mm-hmm. as long as I put my best energy forward, I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm the type of person, and you got to know what type of person you are. Some people um, are better working for other people, mm-hmm. um, for other structures. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are better working for themselves, and some people have a balance of both. Yeah. I'm the type of person that does better when I work for myself. Mm-hmm. And that was the first thing I really had to digest. And in digesting that, I had to acknowledge the fear that I had to learn what it is to start my own company, Mm -hmm. Um, but also to look back in order to go forward because the cast before you, there was um, Ryan Johnson and Quinn Johnson. And while they were on the ship, they had their own company called Soul Defined. And I performed with that company a few times. Actually, my first time performing at Lincoln Center was with Soul Defined. Mm -hmm. And Ryan, when I I started doing Taptastic, Ryan was like, you need to trademark the name Taptastic. And Quinn, she um, said that you need to form your own LLC with what you are doing. Mm -hmm. And they gave me the tools. To do that, I also started reading on my own how to form my own LLC and how to categorize my business and what I was going to be doing. So I started to look at forms of income. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just follow mm-hmm. me here. Yeah, I'm, fo- I'm following. Forms of income. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, you could have income that you get. As an independent contractor, you can still be a business, still be an LLC. Mm-hmm. And that income is like a self-employment type of income where you do mm-hmm. a service and you get paid for the service that you do. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is like me when I go out and do my street shows as a part of my pivot. Mm-hmm. After that Easter Sunday, I built my board and I started going to farmers markets and street shows doing my outreach and people give me donations and it has been very lucrative and it has been something that I take a lot of pride in doing because it is an outreach to each and every person on the street. But when I go out and I perform in that manner and people give me donations for the time that I'm there, that is self-employment. Mm-hmm. Now, I started to think about how could I build a structure based on um, more of a passive income or a corporate structure where you're setting up a system mm-hmm. that can create income for you. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that meant I had to read some books. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, they had given me some books when I was learning how to do Amway. And 
they were giving me certain passages out of the book, but I said, I want to read the whole book myself. So I gave up on Amway, but I did not give up on the information. I got a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I know a lot of people have heard of that book. Mm -hmm. Um, And a book called The Cash Flow Quadrant. Now, with that, I said, how can I set up a system that will deliver cash flow for me? And that's how I came up with the Tap House. Now, there are some people that are doing online studios and they have different dances that you can learn. And I had to say, I have to fill in a niche, um, solve a problem that Mm -hmm. people have within my skill set. Yes. So with the Tap House, I figured that I could create a virtual studio that people, regardless of level, they could go and find some tap dancing that they could learn. Um, But it could be economical because a lot of people are in and out of work right now. And it could fit in your schedule. Mm-hmm. because a lot of people are overworked right now or a lot of people are homeschooling their children mm-hmm. or people need activities for children to do where they can be socially distanced and they can be safe. Mm-hmm. So with the tap house, usually when you're taking a tap class, you're in that class for about an hour. That is not so with the tap house. The tap house is broken down into five and 10 minute segments. Okay. Ooh, okay. So each segment might cost you $3 or so. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if mm-hmm. you take the whole series, then maybe you're paying 15 to $20 for the whole series. Mm-hmm. But if you only have five minutes in your day to do something, you can go to the tap house, you can click on that video, you can purchase a video, or you could do a sample class. Mm-hmm. You can get your tap dancing, your exercise in, and then you can go about your business. So um, that's really what that was about. Filling a need, filling a void, and trying to meet the people where they are at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's how that got started. Um there's a lot of different things going on with the Taptastic Network, but the Tap House is something that I'm so proud of because it was, a, 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 I call it a labor of love. When mm-hmm. you're doing things for, for the first time and figuring out different structures, it's not easy. Right. Um, but if you stick to it, you troubleshoot it, you ask for expertise, um, you ask friends to hey, say, hey, go on and take this class. How does this work? How does that work? How do you feel about this? Mm-hmm. Then you will reach your goal. Um, with that, I started the Taptastic Network LLC. Now, um, that meant that I had a separate business structure from Brian Davis. Mm, and okay. there's a lot of importance in that. Uh, for not just liability purposes, but because I've always wanted to own my own business. Okay. The pride that I take now as a business owner Mm -hmm. is so, it creates such a new foundation when I walk, when I talk. Mm. I can say that I did it. I had been talking about it for years before the pandemic. But because the pandemic hit, I said, 
Ain't nothing to it but to do it. You ain't got nothing but space, time, and opportunity right, right. now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I tell people, live for today. Live for mm-hmm. today. Tomorrow, it ain't here. And yesterday is gone. So right now, taking it one day at a time, I started that business. I got that trademark. And i that's why I say I'm proud. That's why I say mm-hmm. I'm calm right now, even mm-hmm. in the midst of all the different things that I'm working on. With this business now, I've been able to tap into so many different things. I've done four virtual performances so far under mm-hmm. the Taptastic Network. One was this past week. That performance is going to be going into different schools as a streamed performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done performances for private venues uh, who need different types of themes, be it a 1920s or a Harlem Renaissance theme. It's just really when you when you apply and you read and you research and you put your best effort forward, it's like eventually the world opens up to you and people and opportunities come to you when you put that work in and you stick to that work. You know what Mm. I mean? Yes. Yes, I do know what you mean. (laughs) I don't Mm. know where we at, but (laughs) that's that's the Taptastic Network. That's the Tap House. Mm -hmm. I I encourage everybody um, that wants to tap dance and has been wanting to pick up some extra skills, or if you just want to do a little exercise to go to my website, taptastic.net, and check mm-hmm. out some of the videos. And I think you will you will thoroughly enjoy them. Yes. Yes, agreed. And don't worry, I will put um, that in the show notes. Everybody can um, contact Brian and take classes and all of the above. Um, but I would ask you, Brian, and you kind of sort of answered it, but what would be your advice for other artists who are, I guess, questioning, like you said, they're, can I do it? Like that fear that you had to overcome of like, ooh, small business owner, like, can I do this? Or should I do this? Or, you know, what, what word of advice would you have for someone who's questioning? I, you know, I talk about this in my street show, because Mm -hmm. this is something that has been shared with me, along with the pivot is the power of love. And that may seem like a cliche or kind of campy to say, Mm -hmm. but the thing that enabled me to make certain decisions was the fact that I am passionate and that I love what I do. Mm -hmm. So for anyone who is questioning uh, what they should do and they have a fear That is natural. Fear is natural. Doubt is natural. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that balances those things out is the power of love. So if you start, and this is me preaching to myself, so I hope people will get this if if this also ministers to them. For me, I started and have always started with what do I love to do? Mm Mm-hmm. When I don't start with that and I start with, oh my God, I'm afraid of this, that, or the other, usually the fear has gotten the best of me and it hasn't always turned out right. Mm -hmm. But if I start out with, what am I passionate about? 
what do I love to do? Then, you know, different options come to me Mm -hmm. creatively. And I say, okay, I may love to, I don't know, um, I love to blog or I love to um, vlog, video, do a video log. Mm -hmm. People have taken video logs of their day-to-day lives in different capacities and put those things on things like YouTube and TikTok and all of these different ways that you could do it. And because they're passionate about those things that they're doing, it seems, you know, to work out for them in one way or another. So I would say, y'all, if you're questioning, start with what you are passionate about, not Mm -hmm. necessarily what everybody else you know, says, Mm -hmm. but what are you passionate about? And then go from there. Right. Right. Understood. Thank you for that. You know, it's, if you are passionate about it, I think that you will see it through. You will. Like you said, like the ups and downs, especially with um, Taptastic and the network and, you know, Tap House, you have a passion for tap dance and sharing your story and, and in, uh, being involved with the audience and bringing people joy. So it's like, since you are passionate about it, you will be able to handle any of the ups and downs that comes with working for yourself. Right. And there are plenty of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, they're gonna, you're going to have plenty of ups and downs. There have been frustrations, disappointments, you know, Things like I'm going to do a video shoot and on the way to the video shoot, my car breaks down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I have to use my last bit of unemployment money to fix the car because I was planning to get to the video shoot the day before and sleep over. And the 24-hour car service is the only, the 24-hour mechanic is the only one that's open and he's more expensive than everybody else. But I got to mm-hmm. get to where I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's an obstacle. I could say, oh, let me cancel the video shoot. Or, hey, you know what? This is all going to work out and I need to start the Taptastic Network. I need to do this. So I'm going to keep on going forward. You know what I mean? Or people, Mm -hmm. most people loving what I do, but some residents feeling that I may be too loud when I'm doing Mm -hmm. my street show or people feeling, other artists feeling like I'm taking the attention away from them Mm -hmm. Um, when, you know, um, I'm actually bringing more people to different venues. So it's just, you're going to find that when you're going forward and you want to do something, there are going to be plenty of obstacles, but it is, it's like a test, like, how are you going to overcome this? Mm-hmm. Do you really want this for yourself? Mm. A lot of people like to do things. A lot of people are really great at things. There are plenty of better tap dancers and better singers and better entertainers than me. But what what separates someone who decides to um, complete a project from someone who is working on a project, but then never finishes it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
it's the drive, it's the passion, and it's the knowing that I want this. Hmm. I want this so bad that I am going to fight tooth and nail to get my project done. And regardless of the setbacks, regardless of anything that comes in my way, I always have my power to choose my way forward. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that's my advice for the people out there. Don't give up. Keep Mm -hmm. moving forward. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I love that. Yes. And that's, and you know, I think to wrap up, I'll ask you one more question, but I think you kind of hit it on the head with this, you know, the power and the urgency that we have now, Mm -hmm. especially as artists, because our industry, you know, is not fully back up. And and I, and I me personally, think it's going to take a while to come back. Mm -hmm. So now artists have the time and the agency to do what you want and not be beholden to the next audition or mm-hmm. to get and trying to get attached to someone else's project. It's like, right. Oh, we have the time now. So I guess my question to you would be, you know, how do you want to return to the industry? If you so choose to, Oh yeah, I'll go do someone else's show. But I also know that I have to run Taptastic network. Cause that's now my priority. So what space would you like to like walk into the, the new industry and like what would you like it to look like in terms of I guess the the energy that artists have and the agency that they have over their own careers as far as myself and I can't speak for anyone else because people Mm -hmm. have um different goals and I honor whatever goals and uh, projects people have in their minds and in their hearts Mm mm-hmm But as far as I'm concerned, the pandemic has helped me tremendously because I finally am in a position where I work for myself. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't take that back for the world. I would Mm -hmm. not. When I have been in positions where I have worked for other people, even on the ship, Mm -hmm. uh, I have too many ideas. And that Mm -hmm. is not always good when you are working for someone else and they just need you to do what they're telling you to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Those types of jobs for me have kind of been a stretch because Mm. I naturally want to run things. So for me, I had to take that and make that an asset for myself and not a liability. Mm -hmm. Um, It can become a liability If I am working for somebody else and they have their vision and I may see something else in that vision or I may see how things could be a little bit more streamlined or quite frankly, within the musical theater community, I could see how those ideas could be more authentic to what it is that I'm doing, especially especially when it comes to um, Black culture and when it comes to the tradition of tap dancing and song and dance out of the African-American experience. And -hmm. it's not just been the show that we did together, but it's been other shows as well that I've auditioned for. And I can 
I have a sense of what the choreographer is going for, but a lot of times the choreographer is white, the director is white, and it's uh, a show about the Black experience. Mm -hmm. And there are people fighting within the industry to... um, to have more representation. But for me, and I honor them and I applaud them because that is an industry and a union that provides protections and employs a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I had to just say the best thing for me is mm-hmm. for me to work for myself, for me to write the shows and create the shows that I want mm-hmm. to see, for me to have the representation that I want to see for me to perform in the way that I want to perform Mm -hmm. Um, for me to employ the people that I want to employ because their movement is authentic to the movement that might've been done in the Harlem Renaissance. Uh, It became so important to me where I could no longer give my energy over to fighting within somebody else's show that they are producing. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yes. I could say, wait a minute, I'm producing this show. Mm -hmm. So what is going to happen is what I'm going to say is going to happen. Mm -hmm. I can bring in people that actually lived that life. Yes. Who know what it was like to swing dance at the Savoy Ballroom or to go to a rent party in Harlem who know what it was like around in, in that time, who have studied with Charlie Atkins and studied mm-hmm. with uh, Buster Brown or Jenny Lagong, Norma Miller, all of these people who are Im- kind of imitated in a way, in a, com- a very commercialized way. I mm-hmm. can take that authentic way and put it into my show and really do it the kind of justice that I see in my vision right. without ruffling anybody else's feathers. <laughs> mm. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Part. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know so, exactly what you're saying. Yeah. This pandemic, and I know it's been horrible for a lot of people. I know it has. Mm-hmm. I know it has. But the pivot for me is that the darkness is evidence of the light. Hmm. I say when a street lamp is on during the day, you can't really see the light of the street lamp. Mm-mm. But when it's dark, you see those street lights on. You yes. know which lights are flickering, which lights have been changed recently. You can see mm-hmm. them shining in all their glory. You can see the stars shining. You can see the moon shining. You see, so the darkness and the, the hard times are evidence that the light is there. How can Mm. we really appreciate the joy and the gifts that we have inside of ourselves if we don't go through some rough times? You know what I'm saying? Yes. If we don't go through them. So in that way, I am thankful for this rough patch Mm -hmm. because it 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 has made this this cold this bitter person become a diamond in the rough. Someone who can say, this is a Black-owned tap dance company in New York City. Mm. All right now. Now, that should not be a crazy thing to say. Mm -mm. But it is. 
Mm. Can you think of other Black-owned tap dance companies in New York City? Off the top of my head, no. Can you think of other Black-owned virtual dance studios out of New York City? Just virtual? No, I have. I know some studios who went virtual, but not like not the way you described yours. It is something that it it is such a blessing. Mm-hmm. It is such a blessing. I hope people will be able to see what I'm doing, and they can inspire themselves to start their own. I am a mm-hmm. strong, strong advocate for us having our own. Just like how you have this platform for artists like myself to speak. Mm -hmm. This is your platform. So what you say goes. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. I'm like, how can I keep doing this? What else can I, can I, can I be, my work, my way goes. (laughs) Right, right, right. When you have your own, you know, you can do that. You can Mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Brian, oh, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much. My soul is filled with so much joy right now. Oh, uh, mine thank you. too. I, I appreciate you so much for having this platform. And keep on keeping on, my sister. Keep on keeping on. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And before I let you go, yeah. I have uh, two things. So the first thing is, please tell me where everybody can find you. What's your website, your Instagram, your Twitter, if you have it, all the things. Where can the people find you? Well, I have Facebook, I have Instagram, and uh, I have YouTube. Okay. Those are all Taptastic Brian Davis, okay? Mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Then I also have my website because you see, you've got to own your own platform as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. If Facebook decided to go down, if Instagram decided to change for the upteenth time, or if YouTube <laughs> said, you know, you got to have 15 advertisements in this five minute video, I got my own hey, website. Right. <laughs> and my website is taptastic.com. Net. Yes. Okay. I love it. Don't worry, everybody. All of that will go into the show notes. So you have it. And then the second thing, Brian, is I must say to you, and this is, you know, like, who this one for me, like this, this my friend, y'all. So I must say <laughs> to you, yes, I acknowledge you, I celebrate you, and I uplift you. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And you know, I'm Brother Brian for a reason. I am you, (laughs) and you are me. So as you uplift me, we are uplifting each other. Mm, Yes, Brian, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Brian, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for offering insight into your world and how pivoting has always been a way of life for you. Being aware of the type of person you are is crucial, like you said, Brian. Are you a person who doesn't mind working for someone else? A person who just wants to work for themselves? Or a balance of both? There's no wrong answer. It's just what you feel comfortable with. In the end, all that matters is you let your light shine. Thank you again, Brian. And thank you for tuning in. I'll speak to you soon. (laughs) 